Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the Valkyrie Gym Podcast. With Hugo. And Sam. Enjoy. Have fun. Hey, hello, what's going on? Hey, hello. Um, Today we're going to talk about one thing. Yeah, we talked about one particular topic in detail. And it's really a kind of part two to our last podcast titled Toxic Gym Shit. So this is Toxic Gym Shit Part 2. Yeah, this is Toxic Gym Shit, Why We Don't Go to Toxic Gyms. Yeah, so um, yesterday we went to um, a big commercial gym and this is the kind of like recap, unpacking of all of that. Yeah, we didn't talk about it after we went. We just kind of averted eye contact and then just walked straight ahead. And today... We unpacked it. Yeah, we like we go deep and all that. So um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, if you're interested in how our gym is different from other gyms, stay tuned. I might even say, um, good job, Sam, for our nailing this intro to the podcast. This is the first one we've done. We went fucked it up. Oh yeah, I think we need to cheers our microphones, but that'll ruin the dialogue. But yep. just imagine after we close off, cheers. Yeah, cheers, Sam. Cheers, mate. Enjoy. Happy birthday! Thank you very much. Birthday podcast, how good's that? Yeah, made it out of my bed into the office today to the podcast. Pretty outstanding. I think if I could land my birthday on any day of the week, I'd do Thursday. Yeah, no, it's not a bad cop. Love that. I spend time with uh, my friends, got this fancy mic. Yeah, happy birthday, that's from the crew here. If I, f- if I sound particularly sultry today, it's because of the mic, courtesy of the coaches. Sexy Mike. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's particularly nice. Um, Mike, uh, shout out Sean for doing the hard work there and rest of the coaches, that's Cody and Eileen for uh, helping out. So good. And How yourself, good and yourself. Oh, yeah. You're part of the team now. <laughs> now. Yeah, as of now. I've been hanging out for a little bit, <laughs> just on the periphery. <laughs> yeah, just doing like, you know, bits and pieces, bits and bobs. Yeah, I was peeking, peek, bits and bobs. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. what do you, People are like, what do you do here? I'm like, you know. You know, bits and bobs. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just eight hours of, uh, what do I do it's always, it's always been the way when people are like, what do, you, what do you do at the gym? I'm like, how much time do you have? Oh, yeah, like I can explain this in one sentence, which is, I guess it's hard to explain. So it's like reductionist if you kind of be like, well, I, you know, and that's what I usually go to because I don't really want to talk to people. You know, this is usually in a social. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, oh, you know, we lift weights. We lift weights. That's yeah. all we do, you know. Yeah. If someone's asking you, what do you do at the gym? Then they probably don't have any idea like what you do at the gym. Yeah. So I'm, then it's like, ah, wh- what territory do I have to start at? I'll be like, you know, you know what I can say now? Like we have a actually amazing podcast. We can talk about, we talk about all about what we do. Yeah. Most of the, yeah. So actually just tune into that. And then um, when you're through at least five episodes, come and catch me and yeah, we'll talk about and it. And then we can have a chat. Yeah. If you've yeah. made it that far. Yeah. Also special shout out today. I tried <laughs> to, tried to wear an outfit that you didn't have Yeah. That and we ended up wearing the same outfit. So I like literally bought this outfit today. You bought it hours ago. And I uh, thought about this morning. I was like, I'm going to wear something Hugo definitely doesn't own. And... You Here are wrong. Go. You're Here wrong. You got to go. think how Sam Fisher doesn't think, and then you'd probably get it right. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'll wear something that Hugo doesn't own. Thought that was enough. Not enough of a safeguard. Not enough. Not enough. Uh, Amber famously called us Tweedledee and Tweedledum last week. Yeah, I love and that. And it, uh, it hit me right in the feels. Is like, she's not wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and we were walking in with the coffee too, and just feeling pretty like. Same outfit. Yeah. I'm like, nah, fuck. <laughs> ah, we've done it again. Oh, Jesus. The Valkyrie twins, back at it. 
what's happening this week? We had a pretty fun week. It's been like relatively relaxed, hasn't it? Oh no, that's yeah. not very true. We've done some really big hours this week, but I feel like it's been pretty relaxed. Yeah, another big week. Um, training's in full swing. You're mm. in beast tamer mode. I'm in um taming the beast of me mode, <laughs> and um, uh, we stuck by our Valkyrie promise. Yeah, our um, you know. Promises made, promises kept. What do you call it? Sam Hugo. Yeah. It was a Sam Hugo promise and we kept it. We went up to a uh, big commercial gym um, yesterday. Yeah, we did. Look, I feel, I don't know about you. I was kind of putting it off, I think, from an anxious point of view. Because when we first talked about it, we were like, this is so exciting. And then afterwards, it dawned on both of us what this actually means. Well, it dawned on me when we're walking literally up the steps to go to the place. And I was like, oh, no, why yeah. are we doing this so again? So, yesterday, for reference, we had to, like, work out what you do to go to a gym. Which is, like, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, people listening to it. They're like, it's not hard to go to a gym. But you and I are so far removed from the gym world that mm. this it was actually, like, kind of ridiculous. We had to pack a bag. We had to bring all our own shit. And then I ended up wearing jeans. Yeah, I trained in uh, my Stan Rays the whole time, which is what I usually do. This is what we normally wear. But, but then I we were like, oh, felt so damn. out of place. Yeah. You know, doing yeah. that. Let's start from the beginning. So we walked up there because it's close to the gym. And then we had to deal with the fact that you can't lie. Like, well, I don't like telling white lies for the sake of telling white lies. I feel like you can't lie. Well, I just, I don't feel, I feel dis, like disingenuous if I say, you know, we're from out of town because I'm not. I live up the okay, road. Okay, so yeah. I was like, let's just tell them we're not from around here because we just want to get into the gym once. So I'm like, let's say we're not from around here and we'll just do like one casual thing. Like we're here for one day, whatever. And he goes, looks me in the eye and he's like, I, we can't, we can't, this isn't the thing. I'm like, oh, fuck. He's against the code. All right, fine. So we had to like awkwardly step around the questions that this guy started asking. And um, good for him. He wasn't interested in our business, which was amazing because we didn't have to make up anything. He's so actually, yeah, he's actually quite, well, quite a cool dude. Yeah. Cool, cool person. So like a gatekeeper um, to the terrifying big gym. You know what I found was bizarre and it's something I've forgotten about. Mm. But um, at some gyms, they have like a little cow gate to let you in and out of the building. Oh, I felt so strange about that. I was like, what, like, can I just walk through? And there's like an entry and an exit and they like go different directions and they have to let you in. Yeah, you gotta get buzzed through. Yeah. You know, you could get patterned out from like all the weaponry I'm carrying potentially. It is yeah. Mayfield, but like. And we do look like criminals. Sometimes. Yeah, I was thinking on the way in, I was like, we're both in jeans and black hoodies and we're rocking up very unfamiliar people buying a one day pass to a gym like we definitely look like we're going to rob the place i got particularly nervous when the the person who looked like he was in charge came up also to stand oh, next to the yeah. person and I was started like, oh no, just like the observing manager. what we were doing and we had uh walkie talkies in our belt famously <laughs> <laughs> we always do and then we were like oh god we actually look like we're gonna try and mug mm. the place so then we got in and i was like oh i should probably get changed into you know, workout clothes. Some workout attire. I went into the bathrooms and this um, girl who was like, must have just finished training, she was leaving or whatever, yeah. left the bathroom in the outfit that I was going to get changed into and I was so threatened. <laughs> oh my God. I know, it's so ridiculous, but I was like, oh God, like I have green shorts, she has green shorts, I don't know anyone else with green shorts. Instantly started spiraling and basically from then on, for me, I was a nervous wreck. How about you? Yeah, no, I found, it feels like this, um, it was weird for me because it's an environment that I've been in. I've been in for a long time, even before Valkyrie. Um, I used to work in those sort of places all the time. Um, so I felt familiar, 
a lot of memories kind of coming back, which I wasn't really prepared to deal with. And then at, at the same time, I was feeling like particularly uncomfortable. So I just put all the heavy weight, like as much plates on the barbell as possible. Yeah, so and you... I was like, I'm, I'm just going to train. And because we had the idea of going in there, making it fun and, you know, getting some content and filming some lifts and that sort of thing. Yeah, and there, like, that just went out the window immediately. Oh, my God. So I was the kind of nervous that I haven't been in a long time. And I don't get until I'm like in like a... I don't know, a particularly exposed situation, which is like, doesn't, I don't do things that make me feel like that very frequently. We went in, I started cold sweating. Like <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. And then, um, yeah, I realized that I wear different things and like, um, this is such a niche reference, but we don't train in shoes. Like we train barefoot all of the time here at Valkyrie. Yeah. So, predominantly all the time. Yeah, yeah. Going to a gym where everyone is wearing shoes. I was like, Oh God. And then I started feeling really weird about wearing shorts and shoes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you say you look like a bit of a dork with his yeah, shorts. Yeah. I felt like I was on. going on a school excursion. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm wearing shorts and like lace up shoes and socks. And I was feeling real weird. And then, uh, yeah, we went in and Hugo hones straight in for equipment that he knows. You're like, Go to the rig. We'll go to the rig. We're doing deadlifts. I was like, okay, sweet. We were so lucky that that person finished what oh, they were doing in the squat rack. What a blessing. Yeah, because we could just jump straight in the so squat rack. So there's one rack in a giant gym. There's one rack. And like, oh my God. I'm like, how do you get anything done? So there's like probably a little cue for the rack every now and then. 100%. But like, we got so lucky. So this, this um person who was just finishing up on the rack was wearing a like sports bra and like tiny shorts you know she's like in the get up and she was wearing like this waist cinching belt thing you said it was like a corset it looked right? like a corset but it was like a waist trainer mm. thing. yeah i didn't notice yeah well yeah i was like keenly aware of how much of a dork i looked so <laughs> i was like obviously looking at other people and then i was like oh my god what's going on here and then i just couldn't work it out and then i was so thrown off and i was like she looks hot oh my god and then we um were just like at the squat rack and i didn't look at anything else the whole time because it was so like narrow visioned on like trying to survive this situation yeah it was very it was very um i still don't know how i feel about it and this is like a very um like sam and i have talked about it five minutes total i think since since yesterday yeah so we tried really not to just unpack us it. unpacking it in front of everybody on the podcast right now you know it was um it was bizarre. I think it was really interesting to go down there and actually figure out what the commercial gyms are doing. Yeah. Um, things are doing right. Uh, you know, wh when when that person came up and greeted us, it was really, really helpful. Staff are great. Um, yeah, staff was great. Um, but they're just staff. Yeah, that's it. I didn't feel confident. Yeah, I, d yeah, I just didn't feel... I wouldn't ask any of them for anything. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah. So that they, well, they did that right. Um, it was relatively clean and all that sort of thing. Oh, air conditioning? Air conditioning. That's oh a new thing. Oh, my God. We're over here in the sweaty shed. I had that, um, I had like some flashback memories when I used to train those gyms all the time. Like the, you know, you, you know, you get like those sensory memory flashbacks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The smell of the air conditioning with the, with oh. blended with the smell of the weights of and the sweat. Feet? Yes. And I was like, oh, I remember this. Oh, feet air conditioning. I and know I was this. like, oh, that's a, that's a new thing. I mean, like, <laughs> that, I mean, that's an old thing, but I haven't smelt that in a while. Mm. So you went straight back to your late teens when you were working in, in a gym. Yeah, I went back to Planet Fitness when I was 16 to 18. It's the one at Lambton. Yeah. I, I trained there briefly. Same yeah, time. Look, 
you know, we talk a lot about commercial gyms and how sometimes they can be problematic for some people. But I have fond memories. Yeah, of, I loved um, it. Planet Fitness. It was so. Um, it's just like raw. There was like nothing excessive about it. It's funny because it was like five dollars a week, right? Oh, and I still so defaulted on my payments. <laughs> 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 Somehow. Hey man, you were working at KFC. They're probably paying you five dollars. I a barely week. worked at KFC. Yeah, that was the problem, right? <laughs> I just didn't. That's amazing. Yeah, I didn't know how to be a human yet. That was our first gym membership, Ollie and I. Oh, Planet Fitness. Was that the one at Lambton? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I feel like we went, uh, I probably remember going like uh, three or four times. I think we had that membership for at least six months. Mm. I used to go, so I used to finish KFC. My friend Brady Connell would pick me up uh, in his space cab van thing. Those Mitsubishi, like those, those these mum's ones. Oh, like of course it was of shit. Like often we had to push it around to get it started. And he'd, and he'd uh, yeah, we go there at about 11.30 p.m. This was during a school night when I was still at school. And uh, we train for about an hour and a half, two hours, and then go to Macca's after or something like that. Do you have a curfew? What the hell? No, no, Did no, they no. expect we... you home? Duh. Are going... you listening to this? Mum was like, <laughs> we guys go on the gym, and I literally was just exercising. Oh, uh, okay. You weren't doing naughty things. That was other times, but like yeah. specifically. So I just kind of, you know, roll it, roll up there and train for two hours and get home like, like 12, 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm drag myself to school, sleep during class <laughs> and just work out what I needed to do on the next day for my workouts. Yeah. My life just revolved around training. What's changed? Nothing. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go to school anymore. <laughs> you don't have to go to school. <laughs> the difference between 16-year-old <laughs> Yeah, I've orchestrated and things so it's a bit more pleasant <laughs> to be in the morning, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> totally. That was, yeah, that was what it is. So they brought back a lot of good memories from that from when we went to um, that gym yesterday. Yeah, it brought back, um, so it took me straight back. I was, I think, 14. So it would have been like year 8 or year 9. I was at the point at school where you could pick your own sport. So probably year 9. Oh, yeah, 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 cool. So you're doing like school sport for a couple of years. What sport and then did you do? Like, I did the gym. Oh, gym as a sport. Yeah, gym. great. I was the only girl that did the gym. Like Hell chose yeah. the gym. Hell yeah. So we, and it was like walking distance to our school. And it was me and like 20 boys. And we did free weights, and that's all we did, and which I thought was like badass. And like now I look at it, it was probably it probably was badass. I was the only girl in a bunch of dudes, and the dudes were doing it because they were like just had testosterone to burn. You know, they just had like limitless energy to burn. Yeah. But I was so far out of the zone of normal mm. for like what was expected for me, and like what, yeah. Anyway, we had this like juiced up school teacher, PE teacher, <laughs> and he was like, you know, had like quads that were like. Quadzilla. You know, like, he had big muscles for, like, but I think he was, like, maybe off the juice, but he used to be on the juice or whatever. Yeah, he's had a history. Yeah, he's, oh he's, he's been around. Definitely. And he, like, knew all the guys at the gym. And the gym that we went to was, like, cool. There was only one. There's only one of them. It wasn't a big chain. Mm. It was, like, a pretty cool little gym. Little it was, like, school. average Joe's. Yeah, oh, average Joe's. Dodgeball. dodgeball. It was yeah, exactly average like Joe's. average Joe's. They were, like, if you don't pay your membership, that's cool. High five me. That's sweet. We got it. Um, yeah, so Vince I was... Vince Vaughn's checking out. Yeah, exactly. I was going to average Joe's. It was me and Vince Vaughn. I was chilling out. And that was, like, the first experience that I had with free weights. And I think it was, like, my last fundamental experience, like, at a gym before I started doing, like, group training. But I was 15 or whatever. Tiny. You know, like, skin and bones. But wanted to I get can't strong. I imagine you being any smaller. So that, yeah, that is crazy. To think <laughs> I was like, you know, like 50 kilos and like nothing to me. Yep. Like very small person in my early teens. I mean, small person still, but I've got some 
substance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I didn't always have substance. Um, but yeah, I was I was little and I was hanging out with boys and I was doing the thing and we I would go to the gym and it used to blow the mind of my colleagues, which is why I think it um, kept me on it because it was surprising to other people that I loved that. And so yeah, I just do. kept doing it. I was like cheap as hell and everyone else was doing ice skating and that was like $25 a week or whatever. Yeah, that's a stretch. Yeah, my mom was really loving it because she was like, it's like $2 a week or mm, whatever to let 100%. me go to the gym. So then I would I was training free weights, which I don't even know now what that was. It was probably like dumbbells with like tricep raises and like, you know, just like dumb just, stuff. Just the stuff. Just doing it. Just it was like an hour training, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, that... I think was like the last time that I can remember doing free weights in front of a mirror at a gym. Yeah. That's so um, then yeah, yeah. you and I go to the big box gym yesterday and like, I was like transported in this weird way. So and I look 15. back in the mirror and there's a muscular girl <laughs> staring back at me. And like, this is the most muscular I've ever been because I'm training training more than I ever have now. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, just trying to deal with all of that. Why are there mirrors? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was so intense. It was like, why the, are there mirrors? There, I mean, it was the first time I've ever watched myself live in my performance, but watching myself live, like normally we record deadlifts or whatever. And then you look back on it and be like, Oh yeah, that's the thing to fix. Yeah. And then you can think about that when you're doing the next one and you're like, okay, cool. I got this thing to fix. When you're watching it live, you can't really fix it in the moment, but you can be very distracted by it. It is very distracting. You know, on that, I went to a weightlifting gym in uh, Queensland. It was in Brisbane, actually. It's called Cougars Weightlifting Gym. It's a very cool gym. Very old school. But they had this technology, and they had a camera on the main platform they would lift on. So then there's like ollie lifts and like lifting from there. And it would have like a 20-second to 30-second delay, right? So you do your lift, pop your barbell down walk around the side, watch the TV, and then 10 seconds later, you could see it back live. Sweet. How cool is that? Give me that. Yeah, fuck yeah. I don't want to watch myself in real time. I was like, who the fuck is, like, what do I, and I was like, there's so much input in, like, I mean, you've got mirrors on, like, two sides, and then I had you watching and filming, like, to get reps right, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, I've never felt so observed. And then mm. there's people on like other machines behind you, and there's a guy like sitting on a thing doing like you know, like um, flies with dumbbells or whatever. Yeah. And he's like two meters away from us, but totally on a different spectrum. I don't know him. Yeah, it was strange because like, I don't know the community we have here at the gym. I'm always kind of chatting to someone. I'm going up to someone asking how their day was or what they're doing today and we're talking about training or getting into that world that is Valkyrie and it's it was strange having this kind of barrier between like don't get me wrong I didn't really have any interest in like having a conversation with this person mm. but you know just a friendly high that sort of thing it really just allows you to like because we're talking about the music right mm. and there's no real music I mean there is music so it's like you know the hottest 100 or whatever and then you've got in the background these noises of the classes from a microphone that's been yelled out from the instructor yeah in the um, back of the gym there was like a class going on yeah so it's not particularly inspiring music for me to train with so your options are as a gym goer and that sort of thing to get your beat doc, like dr dre beats on and just pump them but then you have like total isolation and some people really enjoy coming in and doing that yeah totally that would work for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. The but totally. then we have missed out on so many opportunities to actually connect with each other and get, get on board. Hey, what are you training today? Can I work in with you? Um, 
how do you do this properly? You know, there's so many opportunities from yeah. people that actually do not. Do, and, it's, and it's like, as uncomfortable as we felt, we could probably be like somebody like, oh, what are you doing today? And like, I'm doing this. If we're actually, like, it's strange that you're doing like, you know, a handful of repetitions. You're lifting so heavy. Like, what's the go there? I would talk my ass off. Because I think I was talking to you about some things in the industry that we were just chatting about. Yeah, we, we talked about um, deadlifts for ages. That was another thing I want to talk about is the fact that we did deadlifts. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, I've, I've, had, I've, I've worked with a lot of people from conven- like conventional gyms and the males especially, um, like the gym bro type, um, they kind of avoid the deadlift in their bodybuilding training. I think it's pretty common. And, you know, the deadlift traditionally has, like, a really high yield for strength goals. Like, it transcends a lot of different things. So, if your deadlift is good, it's actually got a funny name. Someone, uh, Barney or Barna, he's um, from a Eastern European country. He's very strong. You might meet him one day at the Strong First event. Um, he, he renamed it the Health Lift. Oh, right, because it's, like, all-round health. Yeah, because it does. It just makes things better. Deadlifts. It's like WD-40. Curing cancer. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but like, it is like, you know, yeah, it is okay. like the bee's knees of things that you can do to improve your training, your sport, your day-to-day, this sort of thing. So you're really in the health lift. And, uh, but for bodybuilding, I don't feel it really adds a lot to the structure in regards to the aesthetics and that sort of thing. So it's often, often thrown away. But if you go back and if you're a bodybuilding fan, you know, people like, um, Ronnie Coleman and some of the old school, what they call the golden era of bodybuilding, if you look into it. Arnie? Arnie and even before that. Okay. Before like the intense drug use. Um, it was these people who had smaller physiques, but they kind of looked in a certain way. The really big V tape it was. It wasn't grotesque or anything like that. That's what they call like the golden era mm. of like, you know, it's all black and white photos. Oh, before and it was like, Ugh. Yeah, yeah, before I got too extreme. And um, these people who did bodybuilding usually started in a powerlifting background. Right. So they're okay. very strong people. Actually strong, not you just take, looking strong. You couldn't strong. just be like, oh, you know, he's just a big hunk. He doesn't know how to lift. No, these people really, they pulled ginormous weights. They were often very competitive in the powerlifting. Mm. And then they did high volume stuff that landed to them building a lot of muscle. And they yeah, were cool. Right. Like, you know, this is a sport now. I can, you know, do this. Mm. Um you know, Ronnie Coleman, there's videos of him doing his shenanigans. I'll show you if you don't know who that is. Uh, but people that know, know. I'm out of touch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what does he say? Like, what? Yeah, he, says, he has all these uh, catchphrases, right? He's a very charismatic character. But anyway, he was very strong. He has had, he was a straight up power lifter and he uh, ended up winning uh, Mr. Olympia and that sort of thing. Right. So I just goes that. to show, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, these people are avoiding these really compound, really effective lifts because it does add things immediately mm. so we go to the big box gym i see you i off the only rack and we like basically high five the chick that's leaving and yeah. take over the rack yeah. and then me and you were like okay deadlifts because it's safe ground for us right we do those all the time like it's very normal here to do a deadlift if you haven't like you haven't been for more than like three weeks you know what i mean yeah it's yeah, pretty yeah. Normal. Like, it's, I mean, we, it's for those reasons like i mentioned before because it's it, it Great. is a fantastic exercise. We don't avoid it. We encourage it. We do lots of it because, it, you know, for the goals we have at the gym, it just contributes so much for what people want to get out of it. Makes exercising you strong. makes you strong, makes you confident, makes you feel good, makes S- you move better. Me, as a little Valkyrie baby, 
didn't know any different. Yeah. So we go over to the rack and it's me and you, giant you, tiny me over. At <laughs> 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 but we're over at the at the deadlift and we we're doing reps and it's cool and we like work up and I'm at a pretty decent weight and then we're working on um forms so we're like changing particular things and like changing like working on feet position and stuff like mm. actually doing work on on the deadlift. Yeah, that's good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and then we talk for ages about feet position on deadlifts. I think that's a whole other conversation and we'll get there. Mm. Um, but we so yeah we went in and we did like half an hour of like solid deadlift coaching like actually learned some stuff did it also p.s side note the rig is so tall that i couldn't reach it to do chin-ups so you had to like launch me up like gymnastics lift like like, video game character style actually cheerleader yeah 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 like i was like thrown up into the game yeah Yeah. (laughs) so you threw me up into the air and then i had to catch the chin-up bar to do chin-ups which was bizarre I don't know how. What like what are you supposed to do? There's no other chin up bar. There was no like this was the only rack, and the I swear it was like two meters or more in the air. I had trouble reaching it. Yeah, well, you were at full extension with a little bit of a. Yeah, I was on my tippy toes. Yeah, and I kind of jumped up to it. Yeah, which is like yeah. I mean, and you had to like throw me up there, and I was like, oh god, this is weird. And then I was so much higher than everyone else, so I was like at the top of a chin up, and I was like, oh yuck. And then I felt obliged to do lots of reps because I was up there already. And then I, if I knew Just it would max be like, out. Well, yeah. yeah, I was like, it's a lot of work to get back up there. And you're like trying to do, you know, other things. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do some deadlifts and then uh, we're on the way back home to our gym. <laughs> we're on the way back home. And yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> it was good to, good to do deadlifts. Sometimes um, we, uh, when we're out and about, we need to go back to the gym. We, re- we refer to the gym as home. Um, Accidentally, reflexively. In, it's like the same way that you call your teacher mum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you're like, I <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. That's exactly the feels feels I get when I go. Let's go home. Uh. We're on the way back home, and uh, yeah, I was like, oh, it's nice to do deadlifts, and I was like, do you reckon that other guy was waiting for the rig so that he could do deadlifts or something or squats or like whatever? Because I was like, oh, the, you know, there's there's a dude like awkwardly floating around for the last like ten minutes of our mm. of our deadlifts, and you're like, what? Yeah, I had a moment. I kind of that guy doesn't squat. Yeah, I was like that gym break. They, they don't squat. They don't do the deadlifts. And I mean, you're right. It was a giant triangle, so he had like huge like chest and shoulders, which he obviously like yeah, no, he looked jacked. Works he looked jacked. on. Yeah. He had tiny little legs. Yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, I don't want to pass too much judgment because on second passing through this thought, I felt uh, uncomfortable in that space. I felt probably a bit intimidated. So I was yeah, like, so you put fuck him that in dude. A, in a box. Yeah, yeah, I was like, fuck that dude. But I that's the, that is the nature of the environment. Exactly, that's what it creates. Right? It builds a space of judgment. Exactly. You're not in there for camaraderie. You're all against each other. you got your headphones in. You're listening to your own shit. You're in your own space no one's working on the same goals you don't even know what everyone else you don't know anyone else that goes there you know it's just like um i was like dog eat dog sort of it's like, every man for themselves yeah so you have to be competitive i mean in your mindset you have to be competitive in a way well, it's, so it's, it's okay you know, it's what, I, what i'm good at and what i know is kind of being you know aggressive and defensive and that sort of thing is kind of my go-to when i feel threatened so it probably felt like something that was quite natural. So yeah, it was like attack that guy when I got out. I was like, yeah, he doesn't squat, he doesn't do this, you know. Yeah, I think I was- it's pretty normal that like we feel like a deer in headlights, but actually that guy was probably a deer in headlights, which is what you told me because he was like, he doesn't deadlift, and I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, because I, you know, yeah, and then, yeah, getting that. I don't know. I felt gross after. I felt gross because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like the thinking yeah. like that, and we I don't were- like. Uh-huh. You know, I felt gross. Yeah, we walked out of the big gym. We were like, what have we done? But I'm going to have to listen back to the podcast episode where we were like heaps excited to do it because we obviously had 
we were like, this is going to be great for us and for everyone. And we'll go in and be boss baby and do the thing. Yeah, we were really excited about that. I think, I think being, so you had to come back in here and do some training afterwards because I didn't have the kettlebells you needed and the equipment and that sort of thing. Oh, and the kettlebells they did have were those big weird ones where they're all the same. Competition style, yeah. I don't know. I hated them. I was like, I can't snatch that. Yeah, so for those that don't know, there's uh, traditionally two types of kettlebells. There's classic, which is the ones we stock. Um, They, the bell size changes, like literally the size of the kettlebell changes as, as it gets heavier. So the window changes, the size of the horns change, that sort of thing. Um, it's more succinct to like hard style kettlebell training, which is what we participate in. Um, and then there's kettlebell sport. There's actual sport of kettlebell training akin to like Olympic lifting. Um, the kettlebell in kettlebell, like competition kettlebells, the um, size stays the same. Everything stays the same. So it's you can be, you don't have to change your technique as you progress. Yeah, I see the benefits to that totally. Yes. But because I've been born and raised in i hate them i i, I really the do. thought of it repels me they're so big because they're like to the biggest one it's just like with anything right like anything sport like if you get into a car and it's a sport edition it's very uncomfortable the suspension is very tight mm. it's meant to go fast it's not for comfort so for general population having like a classic style kettlebell like translates to everyone's needs mm. whereas the competition is really it's it is what it is it is for competition and that's why it feels shitty and it's yeah. awkward to use and you know this is this is why you kind of don't like them and look man i'm not competing i'm this isn't yeah i'm just trying to train <laughs> that being said the guy the, the the people that do um competitive sport kettlebell sport are machines mm. they are seriously strong that's so, cool um it's cool, kind of cool actually kind of talking about this like so we at, at, at Valkyrie do hard style kettlebell training, which comes from like Kyokushin uh, Karate with hard style, hard style karate. It's built in Russia. Yeah, so that they got the name from the, the Japanese karate style where they would fight how they train and vice versa. So everything was like hard and tough and extreme and that sort of thing. And they kind of put that to what um, kettlebell training is, hard style kettlebell training. So it's maximum efficient uh not efficiency maximum power mm. and really inefficient yeah so it means that you're you know you're driving out you're being very ballistic on your swings you're being extremely tight in your presses these sort of things and those qualities translate better to general population getting stronger feeling better these sort of things better now um, competition kettlebell training is more very efficient so it's it's things that are you're going with the flow the movements are looser it's because you need to do 200 clean and jerks in 10 minutes yeah and you use momentum yeah you use momentum your technique has to be on point to maximize the amount of repetitions because your metric is how many reps you can get not the qualities you're actually getting from the training right whereas we um a lot of what we train is like the skill of the sport yes yeah so this the skill in hard style is making things more powerful and this sort of thing which means like a 16 kilo bell can feel very heavy and you can get a lot out of it. When you use anything inefficiently, it feels very heavy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Which is good because it opens up. It means you don't have to have a 92 kilo kettlebell. Yeah. Because you can make work very hard for absolutely. yourself with like a 24. Yes. Yeah, you can do... So things like a single arm kettlebell swing in Giravoy, which is the Russian name for kettlebell sport, Giravoy sport. Or, uh, I think Giravoy is kettlebell person. No, Giravicha. I, I forget. I'm a Gira girl. <laughs> yeah, you're a Gira girl. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> accurate. Okay, so they would rotate 
excessively in a single arm swing and allow that. Yeah, because then you have to use your... Whereas we would deny that and use anti-rotational forces to keep everything tight and straight. And that uses twice as much muscle. Yeah, you're recruiting a lot more because you're being... You're kind of going against the grain in that way. Mm. Uh, Which is just cool. I mean, they both have their merits. uh, But I do absolutely feel that the hard style kind of translates better to you and I and people like us. Yeah, I would not have known this (laughs) before I came into Valkyrie and understood the... um, the concept of it but like inefficiency when you talk about it on the outside you're like being inefficient it sounds frustrating and it doesn't sound fruitful it sounds like you're just doing something for the sake of making it hard which is you know doing something and making it harder than it needs to be yeah well uh, yes so and crossfit's a whole another kettle of fish yeah look we always dip into there and we badmouth it and we shouldn't but 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 yeah making things inefficient um, in the way that we do it is uh, very fruitful. It maximizes on the use of your time <laughs> and it, energy. Well, it really helps us as coaches to di- to direct people what we want. Uh, Dan John quotes someone else about this, and I forget who it is. Someone who's listening and knows what they're talking about can tell me in the comments or whatever that... Um, what does he say? Is he's I'm never interested in how many shit reps you can do. Just I'm not interested in how many bad repetitions or something you can do at whatever weight. It's not it's not a thing I'm looking for as a coach. Mm. It's, what I'm looking for is to help you get better. You know, any idiot can make you run around and get you tired and that sort of thing. Any idiot can make you sweaty. Yeah, exactly. It's not what we're after. Um, the, th- the kind of qualities that we're trying to improve on require us to be more precise with how we're coaching and, and give really precise directions about how to make people move better feel better get stronger and then you know that's, that's what i love about the coaching side of things because you can really get stuck into that and really obsess about it and really it's almost like an art form in itself you know did you get that vibe of the box gym i did not get any any sense of that you're left on your own you're just out there. You're just out there. You I just really walk into the gym and you just expect them to know what you're doing. Yeah, it's one of those things. I just really feel um, like the people that are attending that gym. So there's two parts of it. I really feel like go you, you do you, keep working on yourself, you know, do that thing. But I'm also like to these box gyms, like do better, you know, because I sometimes do have the group classes and I... I it's really hard position. It's really sticky. I feel like really conflicted because I feel like they are doing better in some regard and they are providing people with the the coaching that they need and that sort of thing to progress through. But for a single person to be successful with this sort of stuff, it does take a, like a, a group of people. I was thinking about like, it's amazing. Like, I think it's really cool to have something that's um, like super affordable and you can just like go in and you can work on your own stuff all of the time. But I was thinking about what if my move like a year and a half ago was leaving the gym that I left, like hit gym mm. and going to a big gym. And where would you be? Where now? would that have left me? Like I already knew the value of group training, which yeah. was lucky for me. But if I hadn't have known that and I just signed up for a gym like whatever any style of gym but like just a gym where you just roll up and do your own thing like man i don't know maybe i'd still be like on the retail game maybe i'd be like you know back in old ways i probably would have like 
I would never be as strong as I am mm. now. I had like measly little goals at the last gym that I was at and I can't imagine they would be even less if I was working on my own. Mm. Like I'm a pretty motivated person. I'd be going like five days a week, but I'd be on the treadmill. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. You'd, you know, you'd be searching on Google for workouts and that sort of thing oh, when, when yeah. you were motivated and other Maybe. times you wouldn't go. No, I'd just be looking at hot chicks on Instagram and I'd be like, oh yeah, cool. They do um, like weird... Uh, like <laughs> flies with tiny little pink weights and I'd be like, yep, that's me. Yeah. Stick yourself down to those tiny little, like those small goals and you get like really into this like time. I'm doing like hand movements of like a tiny thing. Your world shrinks down when you're only hanging out with yourself and you're only doing your own thing at the gym and you just see the same gym mm. that you see and you're in these little like pin machines or whatever. Maybe you're like, I always do the the third pin down and like the fourth pin isn't me. Well, it's like a wide world of fitness, right? And there's a lot of things in it and it can be very overwhelming and there's a lot of information, often some that conflict with each other. So often. So you as a person, an intelligent, emotional human being who's got problems and trying to work things out, you're trying to decipher all this information on the fly in your downtime and then you have to get in there and you realize holy shit i actually have to work very hard mm. like it's like working out like it's not something it's, oh, it's not i've been easy. there so many times especially with like my coach you know he'll send me a program i get excited and i'm like yeah sick this is like recently i'm like wow it's great and then i'm like on the floor i've slept three hours and i have to press 44 kilo bells and i'm like nah fuck this is this gonna be is so worst. hard <laughs> like i don't want to do this at all like yeah. you know it flips so, and, yeah. and i know that by myself yeah. So when I see it now, there's a kind of that lens I look through and I'm like, you realize that on Wednesday you have to do um, 45 deadlifts at 180 kilos. You do know that. I'm like, yep, I understand it and I accept and I'm going to commit. You know, there's this. Signing the contract. Yeah, I'm signing my life away because I know that when I get to the Wednesday, that particular day with a high volume, like, yeah, it's going to be really gross. Are you like, are you totally okay with this? Like, well, you, you have to be. What's your choices? Well, my choices is. Go backwards? My, my, no, my choices is set lower goals. Go backwards. Well, no, I wouldn't say go backwards, but Not my trajectory would be lower. Mm. Like I wouldn't make as much progress. And, you know, let's say um, I had a kid or something like that. Mm. I'd have to do that and that's fine. You, you can do that. If things are hectic, you're like, hey, let's lower expectations what's happening right now. 100. Yeah. You know, that's what I would have to do. But, you know, that's what I go through now. But when you're a person, you're on Instagram and you're searching through workouts and that sort of thing. You know, the people don't have that experience of I've had been in the industry for like 12 plus years to kind of go, you know, this is what's actually ha the reality of what I'm signing up to. And they get to the gym and there's so much stuff going on. It's so overwhelming. And oh a lot of the God. time, you know what I do when I get overwhelmed? Tell me. I fucking do nothing. Shut down. I shut down. Yeah, so I, know, I'm like, I know this of you. Yeah. yeah, I know this of you. Just like close off. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, yesterday you went into like problem solving mode and just was like, okay, deadlifting. We're both deadlifting. And you just like got out the bars and got ready. And I was like, okay. And then you went into coach mode, which is super helpful for me. Because <laughs> you, you were like, yeah. I'm going to coach you deadlifting. And then you deadlifted between. And it was like, okay. This we're is gonna a nice little pattern. We got little rhythm we got here. Yeah. Like I'm thinking consistently the whole time we're at this big gym. And I was like, oh my God. If this was my life. And I was trying to get in here five days a week and do my own workout and whatever. I would be so skinny. Skinny. I'd be a tiny little skinny thing. Yeah. That's it. Imagine, imagine. So put you like ready. We go into the gym. Okay, I'm ready. We're about to deadlift. And I go, oh, Sam, I got a call. I'll be back in a bit. And I'm out there for half an hour. Dude, I would have just sat down and sweated. <laughs> 
I was I was cold sweating the whole time. There were so many mirrors. You just left you on your own. I don't train around mirrors, and there was yeah. I mean, god damn it, everyone there is either uncomfortable or super hot, and probably not uncomfortable because they're super hot. Yeah. Nah, <sighs> dude, I just fall into the the middle category. Super hot people who are very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so that's that. That's the story. We did the thing. So anyway, we did it for you. Yeah, we did we it. Love like you. it was very insightful. I got a lot off from it. Yeah, um, I got asked yesterday, are we going to do it again? I would like to. I had an idea whilst we were, you were talking just before to go to um, a fancy new. Oh gym yeah, I'm going in mind. All the hot people. Oh, let's do the it. That, the one that Sean went to. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, because because the one we let's went to it. was a bit like old school, and that's what I was expecting. Yeah, it was dirty and great. Yeah, and that's my style. Yeah, I, and I all like the dirty. weights were like kind of broken and everything was like clinky yeah, and shitty, squeaky. Yeah, yeah, which affected my training. It was actually pretty in frustrating. A it was very frustrating because the things went just just a little bit too shit, you know. Uh, anyway, but um, let's go to a brand new one. And, all right. Um, do I have to buy leggings? No, you do what you fucking want. But like, Great. I'm not. <laughs> I think I'm gonna get a repeat. Potentially, we could do like. Um, <laughs> You know what? I've got, you know, so um, I've been an um, Apple user for like since 2012. Good for you. And I've still got my workouts that I wrote down when I was on, you know, was, I was going <gasps> for it. Oh, yeah. And you can pull one out and Actually, see if you can keep up. that's funny you mentioned that. I've got the workouts from my, that my mom used to use in the 80s. She was an aerobics teacher. Oh, yeah. In the 80s and the, I think maybe the early 90s, but the late 80s. She used to teach aerobics, step aerobics. You know, the little step? Yeah. Like the whole thing. Leg yeah, warmers yeah, yeah. and like uh, fleece jumpers and the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, And um, yeah, we got a copy of the workouts that she was using to stay fit while she was teaching aerobics. Amazing. It was like 40 exercises and like 10 reps. Yeah. Th- I looked at them and I was like, I couldn't keep up. But well, maybe we try that. Perfect. Great. Let's use all the machines. Let's, let's try and do it. Um, I'm going to rest and raise. Yeah, yeah. Um, that'll be fun. I think we can make this fun. It doesn't have to be scary. The last time was scary. Um, I, the last I, I, time was scary. Why was it scary? I think part of us was really hamming it up, though. I think there's a part of me that was, like, making it worse than it actually was. Yeah, I think it was just because it was such a big leap. Like, it was so far out of our comfort zone. Mm. Maybe the second time it doesn't get so bad. People do this every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and Call in and if I you used, do this I used every day. to do every day, too. And it's just, it's weird. But also, how nice did it feel coming back into the gym? Oh, I felt like I was home. It did, I feel like I was a hermit crab crawling back into my shell. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's just nice. I to need be on less the floor stuff. Again, wasn't There's it? so much noise. You know what? And I did a really good class last night. Oh, good. Yeah. I did a great workout when we got back. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, like, I was like really into it. People were, you know, some of the people that are a bit shy are coming out of their shell. I can't oh, what you experienced the other day. It's yeah. great. And it's warmed my heart. People working together. And it, just, it just really solidifies that what we believe and it's really important. And I think it was like a really nice kind of like, oh, okay, cool. This is the alternative. We got to do, uh, we could do step up. We can do better. You know? Yeah. It you just <sighs> keep, keep blazing these trails. I just feel like we're doing the right thing. It just makes me so happy. When we went to the big gym, I was like, oh man, everyone who trains with us doesn't have to do this. And I'm so grateful for them. And I'm like, uh, I feel so much empathy. It almost hurts me to think about people who are stuck in this cycle and think that that's the answer. Well, They're yeah, in like you know, because like you've been to some of the meetings we've had where we've got like potential members coming through and their experiences. I've heard that story like a thousand times. 
Yeah, I mean, we hear it it's, every it's, week. I could tell you how it goes. It's like, hi, you know, I wanted to have these goals. I went to this gym and I didn't really go very often. I spent $1,000 on gyms I didn't actually participate in. Mm. Um, I saw a personal trainer. They took me through how to use the pinloader machines and that was it. And then like, off you go now. And then I didn't work out. I'm looking for something that can actually help me move forward. This is like the narrative that I hear a million times. And it's not like... It's unique in every single person because it's unique to them and their experience is a little bit different. But it's the same story of how the industry is letting people down with these like shitty little gimmicks that get people in. And because the business model of these gyms are like, they're, they're set up in a way that they're trying to make money off. Like, so if, if, so the w- like, when I used to work at um, Finance First, Fitness First, they would have, <laughs> they would have, you know, a thousand plus members and only, their attendance rate would be very low. And if all those members came in like on a session or on a on a particular day, there would be no room. They're not actually they're not actually they're over capacity the whole time. So if they had a thousand members, there's probably a hundred who are like actively attending. So you got ten percent attendance rate. Imagine if ten percent of the people who show up at Valkyrie oh actually showed up, we'd have like a handful of members. I feel like a piece of shit. Oh my god. But you know that that's how they run their stuff. That that's that's how it works. I'm shaking my head so hard. Like, I'm so disappointed about this, the industry standard of what exercise should be. And I have had my mind opened in a way that I really wish. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that we did. But I'm also like so shocked and really saddened in a lot of ways. It's, it's a bit, um, you know, you see this in all the big corporations, that sort of thing going on. It's going a bit meta now. But like... Um, it's 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 how the cert three and four for fitness is pumped out. You can, you know, I did mine over a year, and I think government paid for a lot of it and that sort of thing. And it you know it took me a whole year to get through that. I know that these days you can pay like two grand and you can pump it out in like six weeks. In like six weeks, we be qualified fitness professional. You get out into there, you get into one of these big box gyms. You know, everyone's got to start somewhere, and I start exactly the same. Um, but there's no pressure from the personal training manager, that sort of thing, to upskill and to progress and that sort of thing. And you are leading people through this maze of stuff. It's such a unregulated um, a travesty of a fucking like industry that's not really going. Yeah, the real estate agents. Yeah, fucking oats. <laughs> oh, fitness. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. you got no training. It's there's fucked. no governing body. You can do whatever the hell you want, and you lead people into situations that they can't get out of. And the worst thing is, is that you actually need these cert three and four to kind of work in these places because these mm. places won't accept anything else. So you kind of have to buy into this system to kind of get in there, and you're stuck there. Right, and if you they, you sign contracts where people like you know your your personal training clients will come on, you can't actually progress and move on to a better place without giving up your whole client personnel. I've been through the whole was there. It's um, it's it's so difficult. It's such a hard gig. You know, sounds the, like it. The average lifetime of a personal trainer is about a year, twelve months. As in they die? No, they don't die. Oh. But they probably die a little bit inside. Oh, they die inside. Because they have these great dreams of helping people. Wow, they work in the industry for a year. Yeah, so what happens is they you know, do their thing. They sign the contract, which is a 12-month contract. And then um, the gym hands them leads and that sort of thing. They start training people. After a while, the actual reality of running your own business kicks in. They're unable to get new leads. They struggle and they get too hard and they quit after, that, after their contract expires. That's why it's a year. This is this is what happens. Oh my god! You know, and and there's a lot of great intentions here, and people, um, a lot of great people that 
are heading into the industry they want to be this person and know they have the skill set to do this they're not supported in any way um, the gyms the gyms actually the people that are contr- pulling all the strings don't supply them with any like um, support to, to, to get them through and the good guys and are lost in the system yeah, absolutely ah. so when I see people come through like we, we um, as at the gym at Valkyrie I always put my hand up to take on people coming out of the certain three for work experience because it says on light that this is you know the old big your co- commercial gym isn't the only answer yeah you don't have if to if you're the right fit yeah, you can come yeah. work somewhere here you know, and if you are, uh, you know, fit what we do and have the same values, you know, I can teach you all that stuff. Yeah, maybe this will work out. But I think maybe they're probably led astray by the Cert 3 and 4. And maybe they think you're wrong, which is fair enough. That's totally fine too. And there's a lot of successful personal trainers in that system. They do really well. They do really good work as well. But it's just not really stacked in people's favor to actually make success. And it's... um you know, at the end of the day, this person who quits after 12 months has invested all their money in this and, you know, they feel like a failure, this sort of thing. But it's not really their fault. It's not your fault. You're lost in a system that is yeah. lost in itself. Anyway, that's my fucking rant for the Thursday. No, I feel that. Like, you've seen a lot of people come out of that training and come out the other side and just, like, not survive the whole thing. And it's pretty sad. It is. It, it breaks my little heart because I know how, how rewarding this job can be. Do you I reckon the people that you did Cert 3 and 4 with are any of them till training? Um, I can tell you for a fact there is no one left from my okay. class. So similarly, when I did three years of sewing at TAFE, there is one, one two. two. No, one person, I think, that's actually sewing and then probably two people that are working in fashion but out of like yeah. a cohort. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I mean, this is 12 years on. Even if they worked seven, oh, okay. seven years. Okay. You know, well, like this is like five years out for bit, me, but bit, still. But bit, bit six years ago, it was the same case. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But oh, that sucks. It, it, sucks. it, does, it does suck. Um, yeah, I got bad vibes from Big Box Gym, but I think, yeah, you know, we made a promise and we did the thing. Uh, we got excited about it and then we did it and it wasn't exciting. <laughs> but um, we gained a lot and we hope, um, hopefully that some of that passes that through to you, the listener. Yeah. That's some insight from, uh, you know, somewhere where we are, somewhere where the commercial gym is and kind of what's what's different, what's good, what's bad. Actually, um, if you're a member at Valkyrie, I would urge you one time to just get yourself a casual pass and just go to another gym and yeah, be like, do it. oh <laughs> my God. Yeah, do it. And try and do the same workout that you do here, but just do it there. And tell, t- please give us feedback because like this is so valuable. It was so valuable for me to do that. I think so. As a coach, I was a better person instantly afterwards. Mm, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try again after we've had some time to recover. Yeah, I think so. I need to get over my anxious sweating. I, it like really kind of freaked me out, but... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, Thanks man. for inspiring us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's that live breakdown of what happened yesterday. Yeah, we had Thanks. so much feedback after after we promised that we were going to do it. I had people at me being like, "You have to do this." I'm like, oh god, do we? But anyway, we did it, so that's great. I'm glad we kept the promise. I think so. I feel I feel good about that. Mm. Mm. So um, how's all the? You did some cool stuff about some journals. We talked about this a little bit. Last week, right? Got so excited about um, training journals last week. I actually got, yeah, heaps vibed up. And I did, um, I backdated a journal, which was the journal that I did last month. Because the thing is that I was keeping it mostly um, on an Excel sheet, like online. 
So I was doing training journaling, but like online. So yep. it doesn't translate the same into paper. So I, I copied it over to paper. The, there is something about pen to paper. Oh, it's so, so visceral. Man, after I backdated her, I was like, oh, shit, I have to stay on this. Mm. Because once I wrote it all down, it was so much more impressive. So that's when I worked out that I'd done like 15,000 kilos worth of snatches in 10 days. What is, I said what 12 say, days. What did you say that was equivalent to? It's equivalent to two elephants, but it's actually two and a half elephants, depending on the breed. <laughs> Depending on the breed. Depending on the breed. Oh, what breed are we and talking about? 10 days. So there's like Indian elephants and then the other elephants. One of them's skinny and one of them's... African elephants. African. I think what everyone thinks of elephants, you think of African elephants. Because like I know when I was living in Thailand, we went to the elephants and like... Big like, elephants. No, that's small. 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 Oh. So there's one that's like little, 4,000 yeah. so kilos. So like the little Thai, Thai yeah, yeah, yeah. elephants. They, so play, those... they play soccer together. <sighs> yeah, I thought you'd like that story. <laughs> that's why I was butting in because I, <laughs> thought, I thought you'd like that. They play soccer. That's nice. They kick the little ball around and they go... Broom. With the... D- yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ah, yeah. oh, it's so But they're like cute. little cute. They could probably fit in this broom. Yeah, okay. Cute little baby elephants. Yeah. So probably three of those. Three of them? Wow. Yeah, because there's some Half elephants... Half a soccer team. Yeah, well, there's some elephants... Half a soccer team of elephants. <laughs> Basically. You're a fucking machine. Ah, stop it. So that was my month's worth of work is 12, actually 12 days. And I'd skipped two days because it was too hard. So I got the work done in 10 days and it was like 13,000 kilos, which is insane. I honestly checked the maths on it. Like, I I don't know. I put it in the calculator maybe 10 times. It's a grand amount. It's huge in 10 days. I was 13,000 so sure. of anything, I'm, you know. I sent it to you and then I was like, oh, I feel a bit like... I feel like it was a weird brag and then I felt like I had a bit of shame about like being a bit proud about it. And no, I was like, never, oh no, I never. felt a bit gross about it. Do you not ever feel ashamed about how much you lift? Yeah, well then, but like, you just don't get that. Like with the snatch, it's a 16 kilo kettlebell, right? And you do that and you're like, oh yeah, I did 100 snatches at a 16 or whatever. And it's like, honestly, it's not that impressive. I'm like, cool, good for you. Mm. But then if someone told me I just did 1600 kilos, of snatches i'd be like wow mm. that's the same metric well you know like the simple and sinister workout if you're doing it with uh let's say you get to the point where you're doing sinister which is a 48 kilo bell you're effectively doing 4.8 ton of ballistic work in five minutes that's insane. 4.8 ton, huge piece of concrete. If you could move that in five minutes, good for you. If you could move that it's in a, it's an it's hour and a half. It's an exorbitant amount. You know, I think a human being that weighs like anywhere from 70 to 200 kilos is doing, or even less, right? This little human being. <laughs> yeah, well, then it comes in, everyone comes in different sizes. I've seen mm. a lot of people do different, you know, different body types do that challenge. And it's like, it's a not, a, and like, it is mm. a fucking lot of weight. Totally. And it's so impressive because you're, I don't know. It's like you become, and that's why I say like a bit of a machine because like when you hear these stats, it's like, you know, I'm looking at some Ducatis and fantasizing about bikes I want to buy. You know, you know, you got like 200 horsepower and you're like, wow, that's so cool. That's a lot of horses. <laughs> or you're like, you can go this fast and this, you know, this amount of time and this distance. You're like, wow. And it's like, yeah, this person can lift 4.8 ton in five minutes. It's such uh, a, it's that's such a, so much more impressive. Like, give me the spec sheet, you know? Yeah, give me the spec sheet. So the training journal turned into a spec sheet and then I was like instantly impressed with my you know, work. It would be fucking cool. If we can get some graphics, it would be you like doing a 360 on like a base. Mm. And next to you, just like Mario Kart, you'd have like 
you know, spec sheet, height, weight, oh. ballistic power, 4.8 ton, five minutes. This. And my character, um, like the parts of my character. Like a video game. Oh, my God. You can choose your, choose your fighter. So good. Get the fishes. Yeah, the fishes. Yeah, I've been heaps into um, leaning back into cumulative totals because every day... So, like I said last week, my, my workout's the same every day at the moment. So, I go in there and do the same thing. It doesn't mean much. Cumulative totals have mm. been huge for me because I rolled 100 today mm. when I went to the gym and I was like praying to do 60 reps and I rolled the dice and it said, you must do 100 reps. And I was like, I'm going to die. Mm. But I got 100 done and I was like, yes, hundred on the fucking like on the cumulative total I'm like add yeah, that yeah, shit up it's gonna be balling at the end of the month maybe they're all gonna be hundreds and i'll just be like fucking ripped by the end of it but it's for cool now you say that because i sent an email out like i don't know a month ago or maybe less about how strength training and training in general is like saving money right so mm. some some weeks you're gonna be able to put 100 bucks away some weeks things are really tight you're putting ten dollars away but it all adds up. All the little reps. Now, if you think about converting this to like monetary dollars, you got 13 Gs sitting in the bank. Big dollars in the bank. And what you can do with that money is spend it on big PRs, spend it on jacked aesthetics. You can spend <laughs> it on all this stuff, depending on what you know, it's, you know, what currency it is. If you can get like really matter about it, but it's so cool when you can add it up. What's the conversion rate? Uh, it depends on what you're after, right? The aesthetics is a very poor conversion rate. Yeah, and I don't want strength, to... <laughs> strength gains is very direct. I don't want to trade in for aesthetics. It's not really my energy. Because you've got to factor in the emotional dollars that you've invested in Yeah, well, so. <laughs> into being and aesthetic. The self-worth dollars and the, the confidence dollars. The harder they get, yeah. When you <laughs> know how sure. to kind of mine them, let me know. Yeah, I'll let you know. For sure. But yeah, it's a cool thing when you can add all this stuff up. Yeah, it's very cool. I wish I had um, the metrics of the shit that you've done over the last 12 years. That's what I always wish. I always wish. You know, like when I used to play video games, you could pull up the pause menu and you like steps taken, you know, miles traveled in the game. Oh, no. It just tells you hours that you sat in front of the TV. <laughs> no, I ignore that. No, <laughs> I'm proud of that. Like I spent 200 hours on this game. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, like 200 hours of me. Oh, <laughs> Well, no, no, but like if wish I could pull it up in real life. Yeah. So I like just Hugo Cranswick like has done in his lifetime. You know, I wonder how many push ups I've done. I wonder. In the last week? None. Total. <laughs> last week, I've done at least three. Oh, yeah? Showed, showed Campbell from vacations how to oh, do, yeah. do hey, some push ups. Hey, Campbell, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> Only one arm push ups have I done today, this week? One. Oh, nice. That's probably more than most of the people that I. Yeah. No, in the world. Yeah, you got some pretty high stats on there. All right, we're going to stop boring the life out of these people and we're going to go for birthday lunch. Yay! Woo! Triple color day! Yes! Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for uh, tuning in again. I'm, I'm, uh, this was a funky episode, wasn't it? It was a little bit different. Yeah, so we really had to deep dive on this issue and um, for those who have been following along are probably interested to know how this went. And that's how it went. It's almost like part two of last week. Part Yeah, it's basically... Well, I think it was a week before, wasn't it? It was two weeks ago that we talked about going to Big Jim. We didn't do it last week. No, we made a promise last week. We made a Hugh and Sam promise. So we did talk about it. We <sighs> talked... Because the last episode was called Toxic Gym Shit. Toxic Gym Shit. So we did, shit. We did talk about it. Anyway, so part two. This is part two. Thanks for listening. 
Yeah, and we appreciate um, you so much. Yeah. and uh, Keep reaching out. I'm going to go have beers. It's my birthday. Hell yeah. And um, we're going to uncomfortably walk into the pub looking exactly the same as we always do. Oh, we're in such matching outfits today. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's a cute thing. At least we work <laughs> at the same place. We can say it's uniform. It's not. Like, he copied me. <laughs> and you're like, no, she just wore this thing out of the blue. Tweet or D. All right. <laughs> All right. It's been great. Have a great day. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye.